Hi guys, welcome back to the Raisin brand. We're going to talk about Clubhouse, okay? I feel like this podcast episode is well-deserved and very relevant. Some of you guys are discovering Clubhouse. Some of you guys are on Clubhouse for the past month and y'all have no other lives other than being on Clubhouse calls. <laughs> That's me. Um, but anyways, we're just going to talk about this new hot social media app and just like weird, strange stories I've had. Just like my overall experience. I don't think this episode is going to be at all like tactical. So if you're looking for like a how to grow on Clubhouse, I have a whole YouTube video on that. This is just some weird ass story times of like just uncomfortable, strange things I find on Clubhouse. Before we begin, I just want to do a quick like mental check. Um, you know, I, I feel like this podcast for me is like a therapy. <laughs> so I actually just came back from my therapist appointment. So I'm feeling very, very zen. And I just wanted to share my week before we dive into these weird story times. Because once you understand where I'm coming from, maybe these story times will make more sense. All right. Mental health check. Okay. Professionally doing like an eight out of 10. Personally doing like a two out of 10. Yeah. So you might be like, Jade, why was your week so bad in your personal life? Maybe you guys don't care that much. Um, but my last week was shit because I couldn't shit. My God, I'm so sorry for anyone who just isn't familiar with like my content. I'm pretty like honest. So <laughs> bear with me. Yeah. I couldn't shit for two weeks. It was horrible. I shat like three days ago and that was amazing. But my digestive system just is so bad. Like I can't digest food. And I've had this problem for three years. Like y'all be y'all been so helpful. My DMs giving me remedies, but you guys don't understand too that I've been like to so many doctor's appointments. I had this problem for three years. My body just maybe I need like a dietitian and not like a doctor. But like all the doctors I've been through are like, well, you should just eat more fiber. I'm like, bitch, I'm eating fiber. The fuck? And they give me like these laxatives, which do work, but then my body becomes dependent on it. So for anyone with a functioning digestive bowel system, I am so jealous of you. If you shit once a day, people like me are jealous. So be thankful if you have a functioning bowel system. I literally am 19 years old. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do when I'm 40. Like, if I'm having these many health problems at 19, what the fuck am I going to do when I'm, like, older? <laughs> Anyways, um, that's my week, and it's been honestly horrible. Like, I felt like the poop was, like, getting up to my nervous system. Like, I was just so agitated. Like, I had this meeting with this guy who is just such an asshole to me. But like normally, if someone's an asshole to me, I'd be like, whatever, I'll be the bigger person. But at this point, I just couldn't be the bigger person. I was like, you know what, man? I'm, sh I can't shit. So I'm not going to tolerate you right now. So I just like left the meeting. Um, anyways, point is, I'm trying to be easy on myself. It was really hard. Point is, I definitely need to take a break. I think a part of my bowel problems could be stress related. Like lately, professionally, it's been pretty good. I'm very thankful. Like my company X8 Media has just been doing really good with the clients and you know, 
I've been working on some exciting partnerships. I have a music video coming out, which you guys should check out coming soon. You know, I've been working on a lot more speaking engagements and my account has grown. Like it's been really great, but I think I haven't taken a break since (laughs) I don't even know when. And it's getting to me. Like I will wake up at 2 a.m. every night and just like not be able to go back to bed. And I just work on the weekends. Like I don't really, like I love what I do. That's the issue. Like I love talking to you guys. I love working. I love making podcasts. So I don't really count it as work, but I realize I never take a break from work. And it's getting to me. And my digestive system is literally shutting down. So anyways, I'm just going to update you guys on my poop issues and let you guys know in the later episodes how I'm doing. My therapist told me to see a dietitian, So hopefully I can fucking fix my bowels. It's so annoying though. Like I just, I just don't understand what I'm doing wrong. Like I eat really healthy. I drink water. I don't know guys. It's so annoying. Point is I'll keep you guys updated. And uh, if you poop today, just remember I am really envious of you. All right, let's go into the first story time on Clubhouse. So for people who don't know what Clubhouse is, let me just take a sip of my matcha latte real quick. Okay. Clubhouse is like a live podcast where CEOs, artists, creators, anybody are just talking and you can come up to the stage and chime in. It's basically a live podcast, or you can imagine as a LinkedIn, but only audio format. It's more professional. It is an invite-only app, so someone with the Clubhouse app has to invite you for you to get in. And I would say, although there's a lot of chill conversations, a lot of it has to do with people like talking about business and money, which will go into my first problem slash story time with Clubhouse. The first story I have is this weird bio phenomenon on Clubhouse. I swear to God, everybody's bio on Clubhouse is a Wikipedia page. At this point, people are putting their income statements in their bio. This ain't some, like, you know, on Instagram, people put in their bio, like, I help people with this, which is cool. Like, do you, boo? But like on the clubhouse, people are taking it to that whole other level. They're like, I help people do this. And I made $100 million in 2018. And then in 2019, I did this. And by the way, this is my ebook. By the way, these are how many followers I have. I'm not even joking. People put the exact amount of followers they have on their bio. Like they're like, on TikTok, I have 300,000. On YouTube, I have this. Like I'm not even joking. It keeps going. Like, and some people on their bios put blog posts. I'm not even talking. They're like, this is how I grew my company. Like, whole I'm just I'm just gonna stop. You guys get the point. It's like five pages long. And honestly, I feel hella insecure. You know, like when everyone around you is putting their highlights of their life, and you know your life is shit. Literally, my life has been shit. <laughs> you guys know. You can't help but feel like shit. Like, sorry, I need to stop using that word. But you can't help but feel really guilty and sad that you're not as accomplished as these people. When in reality, people are just putting up their highlights. Like, we thought Instagram was bad with people showing the best of their lives. Okay, wait till you get to fucking Clubhouse, okay? (laughs) Good luck. I don't know. 
I don't know if anyone feels this way, but I think it's so easy to compare yourself, especially on Clubhouse, because people are putting their best faces on. People speak so eloquently. Like people use, I'm going to play this video on TikTok actually, because I think it's really funny. But the way people speak on Clubhouse too, is just so elaborate. Like some people just want to sound smart. I'm going to play this video that I found on TikTok of like how people speak on a Clubhouse, okay? I'm going to play it. Listen, it's really funny. Oh, fuck. No, sorry, guys. Okay. Make any essay longer. So when you're writing your essays, change because to the particular reason for the circumstance. Change this means to this actively demonstrates that. Change in conclusion to to sum up everything that has been stated so far. Change for to for the exact purpose of. And change like to along the lines of. Share this with all of your friends. <laughs> Did you guys get that? It's so true. Like when people say like, like, they say along the lines of, or people want to say, like to add on to something, they're like, just to piggyback off Sandra. Like it's so fake. <laughs> it's just so fake. That's the easiest way to put it. I just feel like the clubhouse culture is amazing. I'm on clubhouse all the fucking time. I just think it's toxic. I couldn't quite hear you. Okay. You Shut up, Siri. I think the clubhouse culture is amazing. It's just, it can get a little toxic for anybody who's not aware that people are literally putting their trophies on blast. And if you ever feel like shit, you cannot compare yourself to someone only putting their highlights because they're not showing the downfalls. So I just wanted to put that out there just because it's so easy to compare yourself and feel so sad. But, you know, one thing that my therapist told me, which I think is such a genius exercise, is, you know, imagine a friend that's the same caliber as you in your career, right? Maybe you guys are both in school. Maybe you guys are both same age bracket. Imagine that friend, right? Now, imagine that friend being in the, in the in the clubhouse room or like in the situation you are feeling bad about yourself. And your friend is maybe feeling insecure. Your friend is feeling like she's not good enough or he's not good enough. And she or he came up to you and says like, wow, I'm feeling like shit because everyone's better than me. What would you say to that friend? I would say, hey man, like, you're so amazing. Don't compare yourself to those people. You are doing your best. I know you had issues with this, but that doesn't define you, right? I would say some encouraging shit like that, right? My therapist says, you want to give that same advice to yourself. So apply that. Instead of giving it to your friend, give it to yourself. Fuck! Dude, that's such a good exercise. Come on, guys. Feel free to like Venmo me because that was hella gems. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll go over that later. But I think it's so important if you are struggling with comparing yourself and feeling like you're not good enough, put your fucking friend in the situation because I swear to God, we're so much nicer to other people than ourselves. And if your friend was dealing with confidence issues, you would hype him or her up. You'd be like, fuck them, man. You are so amazing. And I know you that it's going to be hard, but like you have so much potential and you just hype the fuck up. So let's hype ourselves the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, why are we putting our bios on blast when maybe we should just hype ourselves up and put our bios on blast to ourselves because that's what we need the we need to do sometimes okay point is don't feel insecure when people are showing their highlights and even if you do feel insecure imagine if your friend was feeling that way what would you say to him or her all right let's go into part two the second story time we have is 
the fact that everybody is everywhere on Clubhouse. Let me explain. Why did I say it like that? I just like had a weird lisp. <laughs> Let me explain. So if you download Clubhouse, there's a bunch of rooms and you can hop into any of these rooms. Something that I found when I was just hopping between rooms is the same fucking speakers are in two to three rooms at a time. How does that work? You can't be in two to three. You physically, like the app, you have to like join a room and be there. Like you can't just like be in three rooms. So I asked my friend who's a speaker on Clubhouse. She's, she has a huge following on Clubhouse and I love her. Like this is not this is not to shade her, but she told me she has two to three phones so she can join two to three rooms on Clubhouse. First of all, that's genius. Second of all, a little unnecessary. Third of all, should I be doing that? <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. There are certain people on Clubhouse that are just on Clubhouse all day. I sometimes go on Clubhouse like at 9 a.m., 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. to night, you know, like throughout the day. And some bitches be on this app all fucking day. And I'm like, do you guys actually, like, how are you so successful on your bio? Because if all you do is on Clubhouse, like, can I just like, how? Like, how? <laughs> I just think it's so interesting. Like, I don't want to shade anyone who does this because I actually just downloaded Clubhouse on my second phone <laughs> to, to try it out. But I feel like this there's this phenomenon of like feeling pressure to be everywhere all at once. Fuck that. I'm already, there's already so many fucking apps to be on. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, um, YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels, Clubhouse, Twitter, you know? Snapchat. Fuck. Do we want to talk about Snapchat Spotlight for a second? Okay, we can talk about that later. There's so many fucking apps already. We don't need to feel like we need to have three phones to be in three Clubhouse rooms. Now, I understand if, if this is a way you're growing your business, you know, grind it out. But I think for a lot of us, there's a lot of this FOMO and so unnecessary right now. Like we don't need to be hard on ourselves, especially in this time of the world where so much is going on. Like why do we need to shit on ourselves more? Um, I don't know. I just feel like I, it took me a while to be a bit more, you know, to, to analyze what was going on. These speakers with three phones, obviously with the clear advantage of being everywhere at once you know, what's what's the end goal? Like, that's my question. By being everywhere at once, where does I get you? Like, I'm just curious. I think about this to myself, okay? Like, sometimes I feel pressure to be amazing on TikTok, have a huge following on YouTube, maintain every... Like, I, I have these standards for myself, guys. Don't get me wrong. I get it. I get it. And maybe you're sitting here saying, like, you want to get a good great on, on school, but also you want to have a really amazing business and you also want a great social life. Like I'm just wondering, like if you have everything you want, what does that get you? What's your goal out of that? And for me personally, you know, I want to have a very engaged social media following, but I also want to have a super successful company, but I also want to be everywhere at once and like have an amazing body and mental health and all that shit. And I'm just wondering, what am I looking for? Because I think if I was really answering this question, I'm looking to feel proud of myself, to feel enough. That's what I'm really looking for. And all these other shits are just a thing I can do to like get me there, or I think it's going to get me there. This was a long-winded answer of saying, you don't need to have three phones to be on Clubhouse. You can also not be on Clubhouse and be still fine. 
Like you don't have to fucking do everything. Guys, trust me, this is really hard for me to say. Like as I'm saying this out loud, I'm like, I'm looking at my two phones with two Clubhouse apps being like, wow, maybe I should stop podcasting and be in Clubhouse and turn this into a podcast. Like we need to be more compassionate to ourselves. We, you don't need to have an external factor to like give yourself permission to be nice to yourself. Like you can just be nice to yourself, period. End of story. So anyways, people with two phones, I don't hate you. I just question why. Just why? Why do you have to be in three clubhouse rooms? Why? Okay, to get followers? Why? Okay, so then you can like sell people like on your product? Okay, then why? Like just why? It's just so unnecessary to me. Also, I shouldn't be talking because I literally just downloaded clubhouse on my second phone. Okay, the next story I have is rooms with a thousand people. I swear to God, some speakers are great. Like I genuinely love my friends on Clubhouse. The people I follow are like dope ass people. The people I sometimes see though that are just on that a thousand person Clubhouse rooms, I feel like I'm just there to get followers. Like some people will not even say anything. They'll just be in the room. I think it's because people have three phones now. <laughs> but like people will be in a room, right? And they're supposed to be a speaker giving advice. But they don't give advice because they're probably in three rooms. And instead, they just mute themselves, become a moderator, and then the moderators go, hey, everybody, go follow all the moderators, but they don't say shit. But of course, if you're in the audience, you're like, oh, yeah, I should go follow all the moderators. I just think it's a, such an interesting tactic of people just sitting in rooms just to get followers. Like, what? <laughs> like, if it was that easy, maybe I should do that. <laughs> I don't have to say shit. I just have to sit in a room. Anyways, point is... um. There are certain rooms that people just sit on just to get followers. Like, it's so questionable sometimes people's intent on Clubhouse. I always question people's intent, you know. Like, I actually struggle with that. Maybe I need to turn off my brain. But whenever I meet someone, I, like, get real into it. Like, if I don't vibe, if I don't feel good about this, I just, I overthink things. I think the worst of you. Like, I don't know if anyone does this. But, like, whenever you meet someone, you, like, instantly look to see if you guys click on like a vibe level, you know? Because if you guys don't, you just like do not trust this person. Like I have trust issues, but I'm sure some people feel this. Like you need to see if they're a, a vibe before you trust them. Point is, I don't trust these bitches on Clubhouse. No, 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 no. Like some people, when they introduce themselves, it's like they're introducing themselves and they're like ebook, which, hey, if you need to get your coin, hey, who am I to judge? Literally, who am I to judge? But personally for me, if I hear that sometimes and your obvious intent is to get money out of people, I might not trust you. I just might not, okay? Now, if you're someone that has an ebook, I'm sorry. I shit on you guys. I don't judge. I, I'm trying to get better at this. I actually need to stop judging people with the <laughs> with the ebook because, hey, who am I to judge? I've done I've created products too that are digital. Who am I to judge? You know what? Fucking don't even, when you listen to this podcast, take it lightly. Okay. Have fun with it. Because um, I do these things too. I hope you understand that. I have the same fucking things. I think it's fun to laugh at ourselves sometimes. Anyways, point is, um, the intent of people in Clubhouse is questionable sometimes. Some people are genuine and I fucking love you guys. Thank you. But some people, some people can be questionable. And that's just that period.
first question is from the weirdly wonder thanks jade for always being so open to sharing your wisdom i am an aspiring artist slash content creator but i'm struggling with putting my work out there and engaging with my audience because i have social anxiety what are some steps i should take besides mental health therapy wow i love this question um for guys who don't know if you guys ever have a question you can just hashtag raisin brand um and ask me on twitter or you can also dm me um so wonder ask me on twitter so okay first of all this is really relevant to clubhouse i feel like i sometimes don't want to speak i told you guys right sometimes i feel intimidated in the room of a male-dominated audience and i won't speak so I, i relate to this on you know both levels like you just don't want to be in the wrong. Like you just don't want to fuck up. So I think the first thing to understand, weirdly wonder, is you have to give yourself permission to fuck up. Okay? Think about your idol. Think about the person you love. If if uh, if you love me, thank you. But if you love any influencer or icon or I hate that word. Like I really hate that word, but like any entrepreneur you look up to, like who the fuck do you look up to? Do you think they didn't make a mistake? because oh my god if you guys ever i know some of you guys messaged me saying that i inspired you to start a business guys i fucked up a lot i I fuck up every single day so in terms of like the expectation if you want to be the best think about the best they fucked up like i'm pretty sure my friend um if you guys well my friend um is a tennis player and um i was like researching some stuff but like the best in the world don't even win more than they lose like serena williams let me double check this so you guys don't get like mad at me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure she her her winning to losing ratio in her career is like 75 percent loss 25 percent win fuck let me make sure i can't i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to be wrong let me check okay serena williams let's see ranking 11 uh losing to Okay, hold up, guys. I just don't want to be wrong. Um. Okay. Mm, yes. Yes. Something like that. Yes. You guys can double check to me. I'm pretty sure she has won 73 times, but lost just as many. Okay. Never mind. So Serena Williams won. 17 lost five okay still though she lost five okay a lot of you guys are afraid to lose once um let me let me get a better example of this i swear to god guys let me get the right data you guys can correct me but at least in the beginning everyone fucks up then when you're like serena williams you can lose five times but she still loses like people forget the best lose and that's a huge difference the best don't even win all the time so the reason why i bring this up is because if you're struggling to put your work out there realize everybody goes there. You're not alone. I feel you so much. And those feelings are valid. And that's so important to listen to. But realize, you know, what are you afraid of? Like ask yourself, if you put it out there, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? That's so, and, and that worst thing is always something that everyone experiences. So you're not alone on that. So my best advice is to understand, like, who do you look up to? Understand that they fucked up. And then ask yourself if you're able to put out your work and just try it out. Like sometimes like you have to imagine yourself less serious. Like something that's really mortifying is just knowing that you're going to die one day. Like you you're going to fucking die. Tomorrow isn't promised, okay? Honestly, if you're not t- if you're taking yourself way too seriously, 
have fun with it. Lighten up. Like that's why I like making fun of myself because I'm just like, yo, we might die tomorrow, right? So I guess my thing is like the best lose. So why do you have to be perfect? And secondly, live your fucking life, okay? Like you're going to die one day and you want to be known to do everything that you wanted to do and you don't want to have any regret. So that's my advice. But this is a really good question and I know it's really hard and I know it's easier to say fuck everyone. It's really hard to do. So just give yourself time and patience. Like don't expect to be solved tomorrow because I've been there and it's really, really hard. Sir Johan asks, why do you, oh wait, well he asks, online marketing strategies differ to some degrees worldwide. How can you make yourself more appealing in foreign countries or rather what should you do to market yourself better? This is a really interesting question. Um, I guess this question is if you're trying to go global, you know, how can you be more appealing in foreign countries? Well, I think it depends on the foreign country, right? Like I know in China, everyone's on the um, Doyen, which is like the TikTok version uh, in China, Weibo, which is like YouTube. Like there's different like on social media on Indonesia is mostly Instagram and YouTube and TikTok, I would say. Um, like you have to understand the, those platforms and in terms of like being more appealing, I mean, I am Indonesian, like tapping into that's really helpful. Like whether it's speaking Indonesian on your videos or just tapping into your culture, like you don't ever want to tap into a culture that, you know, A, you're just doing it for the sole point of views. Like I don't understand that sometimes, but if you are, if you have, like if you're half or you're, you're Asian or you're some sort of ethnicity, like just tap into that, start with that. Cause then over time you can get more, um, invested in other regions. But in terms of business, like, you know, it's a language barrier at this point. So either learn the language or watch creators in that language to get familiar. But that's an interesting question. I personally have such an amazing audience. It's also, I know half Indonesian or Indonesian. Fucking love you guys. Um, you guys are dope. Um, so you guys can tell me, how did you know that I was Indonesian? And how did you, I guess, yeah, why do you guys vibe with me? Because I'm, I am curious. All right. Um, Someone asks, why do you consistently talk about Clubhouse when no one cares? I don't know. I feel like some of y'all actually ask me questions. How do you grow a Clubhouse with uh, with no followers? It's it's friends. Like you, That's why Clubhouse is an invite-only app. Whoever invites you, ask them to do a room with you. Swear to God, that's the fastest way to get followers. Try that, okay? Um... Somebody asked, how do you ignore other constant nitpicking at your every move? Wow. Steph underscore hand knee asked this question. So I'm, I'm, I, I, <laughs> I feel this. I feel like everybody's watching my every move. Like I feel like someone's watching me. Um, and it could be so stupid. Like I could be like, like literally I was like walking to get um like a banana from the grocery store this morning and like some food. And like I was like worried that like if I made too much eye contact with the cashier register, like it would be awkward. Like I I I I, I think people watch me every move. I and on a more like more like business perspective, like I feel like everyone's looking at me to see how much money I have. And like steal something from me. I don't know why the fuck it comes from. It might come from our parenting. Like, I know obviously your parents have a huge involvement on who you are, but like if you ever grew up with a parent that was 
maybe a little overly protective. I feel you on this. I guess the answer to your question is like, nobody's actually picking at you. Like the question is, how do you ignore other con- uh, others when they consistently nitpick at your every move? No one's, sorry, I just burped. No one actually nitpicks at you. Like it took me a while to understand this, but most people think about themselves. Like you have to understand most people are nitpicking at themselves. Yeah, they might like shit on you for five minutes, but they're going to move on. So you have to understand if someone's nitpicking you, it's more you nitpicking yourself and then trying to validate that through other people. Does that make sense? Like sometimes if you believe that people are nitpicking at you, you're going to find people that will nitpick at you because they do exist, but it's not like every consistent move. Like think about it, right? Like name that person, name the fucking person that you think is nitpicking at you. Okay. I have one in my head. Out of the entire day, how many minutes, minutes, or even seconds did I spend thinking about you? Maybe five minutes, maybe 10, but like not the entire move, right? They're more worried about their shit. So I think that if you understand that no one really gives a fuck because at the end of the day, people care about themselves, you you, you feel so much better. Um, but it's super hard. Like if you have someone who's very, especially parents, if there's, you know, sometimes parents are hard because they do feel like they're nitpicking at you every minute. Because if you talk to them, like there was a point in time where my mom and dad, when they called me, they would just nitpick at me. They're like, oh, you're so fat. Oh, you're not successful enough. Like that's our conversation it used to be. So when you deal with that, it's really hard. We gotten better too, just because, I mean, I told them how I felt. But just understand that like sometimes if it's parents nitpicking at you, they really care. And then other than that, like if it's a friend or like a, a business partner or like a, a fucking asshole at school, like they're really not thinking about you that much. Same on Clubhouse. Like I realize people don't really give a fuck on Clubhouse and I get nervous sometimes. Um, all right. The next question. Do you think Clubhouse will stay invite only forever? No, I don't think so. How can you join other people's groups in Clubhouse? I can't figure this app out. You can um, join clubs. Like you can go on the explore page, which is the explore like search button. You can join some clubs and then it will notify you when there's people speaking. So that's the best way to do it. Or you have to follow people. The algorithm on Clubhouse is basically dependent on who you follow. So just follow some people. Like you can search up anybody on Clubhouse. You can search me and then you'll get in the know. I'm just Jade Dumber Wong's on Clubhouse, by the way. Um, someone asks, how do you get an invite? I'm getting an, I'm giving away invites on my YouTube, so just follow me and subscribe and comment on my recent YouTube videos, and I will be picking a winner every Friday for a free Clubhouse invite. All right, we're going to move on to questions on Twitter again. Those are for Instagram. Um, hi, Jade. Gerardo Taylor asks, or Gerard Taylor asks, how do you stay consistent when recording videos for a YouTube channel? Um, you have to really like it. Like, I find that I am really consistent when I'm genuinely loving it. Like, you just have to find what you like. Do not, if your goal is to get a lot of followers, 
in the beginning, stop. Like your goal is to be consistent in the beginning because consistency brings followers. You have to find what you like. I made videos I hated before and I'm still trying to figure out, guys. Uh, right now, like I used to do sit-down videos teaching people things and I realized that didn't make me happy and I like traveling and vlogging with my friends. So I started to incorporate that in my marketing content and I'm way happier. So I don't feel pressured to be consistent anymore because I just want to be consistent because it's so fucking fun. I think the, the overall theme of this podcast could be just like, don't take yourself too seriously, yo. Like, it's really not that serious. Like, the minute, if you ever feel like someone's nitpicking at you or you're not consistent enough or you're just, you need to get this amount of followers or you're not, like, yo, we're going to die one day and you should enjoy your life. And I know it's really hard, especially if you have external pressures or financial issues. Trust me, guys, I understand. But I think once you get through those humps, you need to have fun. And I know I'm 19 and I'm young, but I, I swear to God, like even my dad tells me this, he's like, you, you can loosen up. Like, I think a lot of us need to find our inner child and do what we love to do versus thinking about how to optimize every sector because there's a time and place for that. We're not, we're, we don't have a, we as humans do not have a problem with optimizing things. We have a problem with being compassionate and, and loving to ourselves and others, okay? That shit sometimes the hardest. So my advice to being consistent is make content you like. And two, try to lower the barrier to entry. Like something, I, something that I always say to my clients when I'm coaching people on YouTube is, how can you make this done in an hour? Like, is there any way to make this short for you? Like, how can we condense filming to only an hour versus two hours? Maybe we prepper, pre prepare on like the scripting. How can you condense the editing time? Maybe you have to make it a bit more simpler and take less cuts, right? Like there's so many things you can do to condense time if time is the issue, right? And you say you're enjoying the content, but you don't have time. Like condense the workload for yourself. That's my next tip. Alrighty, we're going to take two more questions. I had a lot of fun. I, I don't typically podcast a ton. Um because sometimes I'm not, I'm not in the mood, honestly. But this has been really, really fun. So please leave a five-star review on iTunes and um, show some love on the podcast and share to me if you like this podcast on um, Instagram stories. All right, last question. I'm really tired. I need to do some work. Uh, yeah, bro. This was really fun though. I'm going to do more podcasts. So make sure you follow me everywhere. Okay, so this is a question from, I don't want to mispronounce his name, but it's Hwawa Abraham. Hi, Jade. My name is Hwawa and I'm a Nigerian YouTuber. I don't know if you'll ever get to read this, but I decided to write, see if it's worth a shot. I have been trying to grow my YouTube channel for three years and it's been extremely slow. I feel like I'm missing out on something, but I have done everything by the book and every how to grow YouTube channel post, but nothing is working. There are many people who would take out time to listen to the idea of talking to someone who help could help is almost impossible. Is there any way you could assist me or give me some tips? This is really something I'm looking for some help on. All right, we're going to take a look at your YouTube channel and see what's up. So I'm looking at your YouTube channel right now and I'm looking at it and um, I see you have um, skincare reviews. Your thumbnails look great. My, my first feedback is, you know, first of all, you, at the end of the day, you can't blame yourself. Like, Social media experts forget this one tip, which is the fucking fact that sometimes you get lucky, okay? Hey, listen, I work fucking hard on my business, on my content. 
I've been putting out videos every single week for the past four, five years consistently, but I also got lucky. So understand that when you're getting advice from people, to understand too that like luck is a huge part of it. It has nothing to do about your work ethic. So first of all, understand that you're doing amazing and like give yourself a fucking pat on the back. I've been seeing your content. You've been very consistent and you're killing it. All right. So I'm going to take a look at your first video. The Ordinary versus Revolution Skincare is Skincare Better. I don't, obviously did not watch the whole video, but I'm going to just like look at it. Um, your videos are better off in a shorter format. Okay. Here's why. what you don't understand is you need to see the trends in the industry. Skincare product review channels are slowly deteriorating. Okay. Look at skincare by Hiram. He's a friend of mine. He has like three, I think 2 million subscribers. He doesn't make skincare reviews videos. He also makes skincare reaction videos, reacting to certain celebrities, reacting. He's on TikTok. He's on Instagram. Look at those people. Watch what they're doing, not just on YouTube, but other platforms, right? So my first advice, Huawa, is look at your favorite skincare brands or um, influencers and see what they're actually doing because not all people create reviews. Sometimes they do reviews and a mixture of something I called high top of the funnel awareness content. So you need that. So my first tip is, you know, I, I'm friends with skincare by Hiram and he does reaction videos. He reacts to Selena Gomez's skincare routine, right? So he he basically reacts to a viral concept. You know, skincare by Hiram is also on TikTok, right? He's making videos on TikTok um, that are shorter form. So I would look into that because you're doing everything right. I think what you need to do is just look at the top of the funnel awareness content to get people to drive into your regular content because I think your thumbnails are amazing and they look great, but you need to think about, you know, watch, don't watch. Okay, here's my tip. Stop watching how to grow videos. Just look at your favorite people and just analyze them. That's the easiest way because even me, I hate making how to grow on YouTube videos because the community is sometimes talking like I'm I'm gonna speak for myself. Sometimes we're talking we're talking theory, right? Like I sometimes talk theory on my YouTube channel, giving tips, but you don't know until you do, and you don't know until you look at each industry. Each industry is fucking different. For skincare, a lot of it's reaction based and uh like TikTok is heavily involved in it. So as if you're not on those platforms, then it could be an issue. I noticed that you posted one reel recently and it's not vertically optimized. So really just analyze your favorite people and look at that. And hopefully that will help you help you um, get a little bit more awareness because your videos are good. You just need to get a top of the funnel awareness boost, right? It's like the top of the funnel. Then you get people to the middle of the funnel to watch your full 10-minute videos. I hope this is helpful, Hawa. And I know a lot of people feel this way. And I love you guys so, so much. <laughs> I am a little bit pooped. Um, I'm a little tired, so I'm going to go head out, but I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Fucking love you guys so much. I'll see you guys next week and tweet me your questions, tweet me your advice, and I'll see you guys later.